All right, welcome back to the I'm There podcast, guys. I'm your host, Freyway, and I'm here with a couple of people to rant about the ban list that just dropped a couple days ago. It goes in effect, I think, October 3rd. We are here with, of course, my co-host, Kenny, who's always with me. And then we have returning guest in front of the podcast, Chris Lynn, and also YCS champion and returning guest in front of the podcast, Joe Dietrich. So... Guys, I'm glad to have you back here. Uh, We're going to rant and talk about Konami's latest fiasco. A lot of people are not happy. Some people apparently are happy, Chris Lynn. And yeah, let's just get right into it. So who hates this and who loves this? I like that Chris... uh, Halky Fibrax is banned. We were just talking about him. That's cool. Yeah. Fuck him. He's finally gone. (laughs) Even though I don't think that he was a big part of the format anymore. But he was... I'm happy he's gone. Fuck him. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I just, I'm not playing devil's advocate on purpose. I legitimately, when I saw the ban list, I got immediately happy. Um, because? I think of ban lists as deck building. If deck building was a video game, it's DLC for the for the video game. And okay. this was a very large, high content DLC. Uh, there's a lot to figure out. And with knowledge of Darkwing Blast, which comes out before the next YCS, yep. uh, it's oh, very interesting. So the next it comes out the day before. Yeah, oh it God, comes out. Yeah, that. that is so. Yeah, this this current format doesn't matter. It's one of those. It, they've been doing it a lot. A lot of formats don't matter. Yeah, <laughs> they're like yeah. locals only formats. So basically, over and people over. people who are really upset about this list right now, things are going to get shaken up anyway before Minneapolis YCS in October, mm-hmm. and like. Granted, there are reasons to complain. Like, if I was a competitive player in modern Yu-Gi-Oh right now, I think I would still be a little annoyed that Mystic Mind is not banned. I don't. I just can't imagine a world where I ever want to interact with the most non-interactive deck of all time. Like that just oh, that's actually a that's something I thought about even before this fan list. I don't think mine is a good card. <laughs> I don't crazy. think mine's a problem. I don't think mine's a problem. It is a good card. I don't think it's a problem. I was about to say I think that two things can be true, right? So on one hand, yeah. you can say mine is not a problem while also acknowledging that mine is one of the best Yu-Gi-Oh cards ever printed period Mm -hmm. like that is that is a fact it is not a hot take it is not like the opinion of just the boomer that i am mine is literally in the top 10 of all Yu-Gi-Oh cards ever printed ever like that is a actual fact it's gotten Mm -hmm. to the point now where mine is just winning events on its own like as Mm -hmm. like unironically not even a meme that mine by itself has won several tournaments this year like that is insane to me because it is has enabled some of the most degenerate strategies ever, which I guess just comes down to deck out or your opponent scooping. Like those decks tend to not have a real win condition. I mean, I guess they can burn you with like the cauldron of the old man thing, but at the end of the day, most of the time the game is going to end because your opponent realizes I have no outs to this. And you also protected it with like beat cop or whatever the fuck you do. And the game. It's over. like, there's a, there's, a lot of decks uh, that are like helped by it, but I don't know if I would agree with saying like decks don't have like a way to kill you. Like yeah. H- Hansel's deck, like uh, twenty one nats, like the sword swell deck can like really kill you pretty easily. Yes. Uh, oh, no, I wasn't just... talking. Just to clarify, I wasn't talking about the decks that are real decks that people just added Mystic Mind to a real deck. I was talking about specifically the decks that have won recently that are literally Mystic Mind decks and nothing oh, else. Oh, sure, like sure, sure, Those sure, decks sure. that play zero monsters, and it's just yep, like, yeah. this deck has no actual weight condition if Mystic Mind wasn't in the format. Like, you could not put those 37 cards together. And yeah. you know what I mean? Like, if you took Hans, yeah, Hansel's yeah. Sword Soul deck, right, he could still win Nationals with his Sword Soul deck if you removed the three Mystic Minds. In fact, he'd be at 40 cards. But, like, you 
cannot possibly win with the 37 cards associated with the decks that are just playing Mystic Mind and No Monsters. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, those, yeah. Those, like I think, what is it, YCS? Was it Brazil or something? I forget what events it won, but there were two events. One Rio, was yeah. Yeah, Rio and something else. Uh, two tournaments were taken by like Mystic yeah, Mind this fine. year, which is just crazy. Uh, but well, yeah. so the point I... Go ahead. Well, the, the point I want to make is based on what you said earlier, which is that the people that just put mine into a good deck, right? Yeah. Mine, there's this saying that people keep saying, which is that like everyone in the room should be maining or siding mine somewhere, right? Right, right. But it, it, it implies that every single deck has a way, has a, you can have a game plan under mine by just putting it in your deck. Like, because you know you're about to play mine, you can play a different way that makes you the successful mine player in any situation. So in theory, every deck is already set up to run mine all the time. You just have to know what your game plan is for when you activate the mine. So then with that in mind, if your opponent activates it, all you have to say, do is say, that's mine. Like I, when your opponent activates mine, just say, that's my mine. And then just play that way. And it like messes, it changes oh, it a lot. You're saying. So if you yeah, like, yeah, it's too symmetrical. It's so symmetrical that I don't think it's an issue. But here's here's where I want. It's not fun. A yeah, it's also not fun. This, Chris, I get what you're saying because like theoretically, a field spell that affects both players in the exact same way. It's it's the same no matter who's like Mystic Mind is the same as. Uh, like a lot of our field spells that both players are literally affected by, right? Like it, it doesn't matter who played it. It has the exact same effect on you that it does on me. I can't attack if I have more monsters. You can't attack if you have more monsters. I have no effects and yeah. vice versa, right? We get that. But I think the issue is, and I thought about this and how frustrating this has to be. Imagine you are just playing against a Source Soul deck, right? Uh-huh. Like you're playing a Source Soul deck. The Source Soul deck is doing Source Soul things. You're doing whatever you're doing, Drytron things or whatever it is, right? Like I'm just going to throw out a random deck, Punk. You're doing your Punk yeah. things. They're doing... uh source soul things and then in the middle of the game unexpectedly they just activate a mystic mind that you yeah. did not know because they can beat you it's not like the the issue i think i have with the card is not those decks that are just mystic mind decks if i'm being honest because those decks get blown the fuck out by like harpy's feather storm and like all, not harpy's feather storm, harpy's feather Duster, yeah. like all like lightning storm like all those cards that just clear multiple back row like those decks when they do lose it's always like well yeah i got evenly matched out the game or i got lightning turned out the game and my, my mind left that turn i died that turn but it's when you're dueling someone i think and you're playing just like a sprite mirror or something and all of a sudden in the middle of the game they're just like mine and then i'm going to deck you up because you have less cards than me or mine and i'm going to sit here and you didn't expect it because my deck is a real deck outside of mine but like playing cosmic cyclone against this deck is terrible like i don't want cosmic cyclone ever against 99 percent of the competitive decks in a format right like it's it's, it would be so bad to have that card in your deck to just Mm -hmm. out mine because the deck sword soul can literally just beat you by being a sword soul deck and cosmic cyclone is not really good against that deck at all like i don't really think that anybody's like yeah i side that card and every time i play against sword soul that's not the reality and so Mm -hmm. it's really frustrating when you're just sitting down playing someone and you guys both have two normally competitive decks and then that shit gets activated on you and it's like well i didn't side in for that like is it are you supposed to be siding for mine because a lot of people side deck it right and then yes well so my counterpoint to all that is that that's not new to mine that experience is not a new thing to mine that's like almost like i feel like every format like a lot of decks will do something like that like very frequently I somebody will Shadol do something where it's just past, like, where yeah shadow fusion Shadol just Shadol siding a shell fusion like oh i wasn't ready for shadow fusion like of course you weren't that's the point there are people like 
they switch their whole deck from one to another. I don't remember any of them off the top of my head, but there's like full on like side and fifteen cards, side off fifteen cards. I'm playing a different deck now. Yeah. Uh, I think like the it Eldritch have to be that gets... drastic, right? Like like just yeah. Shadal Fusion, one dragon, one beast, which is what I think people used to do in the past. I think I mm-hmm. even did it before Necroz. Uh, is yeah. really really powerful against when BA was like your main deck that you would go against with Necroz, and you would just side yeah. and Shadal Fusion to blow them out. And like yeah, if they weren't ready for it, they probably lost the game right there. I think the difference is that mine is just so much more powerful than anything else. Like, yeah. Shadal Fusion is a good card, and in context of, like, 2014, 2015, when people were siding Shadal Fusion in non-Shadal decks, it was pretty powerful, mm-hmm. but I don't think there's anything... I don't think is it's easy to compare yeah. what mine does to a duel to any other side deck card. Or also, yeah, card. I do agree with that. Like, I yeah. agree with your point, though, is that this is not the first time that a card is very powerful and unexpected, and when that's kind of the point, like you said, like, I agree. Yeah. Like, when I side in a card that you might not be ready for, that's kind of what I'm hoping for, is that you're not ready for it, so that way it can catch you off guard. And then I'll Yeah, I mean, like, imagine the, the first event where, like, I don't know, was it Furman? The, the first event, somebody started, like, sending... Necroworld Banshee and just activating Zombie World at random times. Yeah. Whoever yeah. was the only, the only one who did that the first time must have pissed everyone off. But like, I think, like, like you said, mine does it in a way that's never been done before, in like a more powerful way than it's ever been done for. Yeah, it's so powerful. And I think the the reason that people hate it so much is because of how unfun the scenario it creates. That's true. Is. So like yeah. most people don't want it to happen because it's not fun. It just sucks. Yeah. Even if you technically aren't affected that much. It's, I it's saw just not fun. someone repost uh, the match. I think it was the top four match of the one YCS <laughs> where it was like Justin Sin versus uh, uh, yeah. who he was playing against. But literally it's just Justin drew and pass, opponent drew pass, Justin mm-hmm. drew pass, opponent drew pass. And I just continued in the feature match for about 20 lines of just that. <laughs> and like that got reposted as soon as this ban list went up. Like yeah. the day the ban list got posted, somebody reposted that and was like, thanks Konami, like what the yeah. fuck are you doing? How could you oh, have a feature match like this and then have this happen, like, you know. That's another point. Mine is uh, more of a problem when there are time rules than it is when there isn't. Oh, um, for sure. Yeah, because a lot of the times it doesn't change the outcome of the game, but it does add 10 minutes to it. And that's the... As much of an issue as anything else. Do you think that's the fault of the players, though? Like, because when no, it's that's not the players' fault. You can only draw and pass so fast. But no, I don't mean that. So if you know (laughs) you can't win through mine, right? Mm-hmm. Why I hate that people don't scoop, and you know what I'm. Oh, talking no, so about, that's right? what I mean. Sometimes you know you're going to win, but you still take ten more minutes to do it. Like it doesn't change that it takes ten more minutes. But isn't the only then you lose game three lost? No, but oh. then you lose game three. So like, say your opponent activates mine, and all they do is add ten minutes to the game, and you're and you win your one one going to game three. Those are the ten minutes you needed to win game three. <laughs> No, okay. I, I, let me explain what I mean. So okay, yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe I'm not saying this correctly, or maybe it's being lost in translation, or maybe you do understand what I'm saying, and I'm not getting what you're saying. So, what I mean is, if I play mine on you, and this has happened to me throughout my Yu-Gi-Oh career often, not with mine because I never played a card in my life, but like other situations where I just the game's over, like I won, and my opponent, if we're being honest here, they have a a pulse and a brain. They know I won too. And they could they could scoop, but they just are choosing not to for the sake of just like I'm at a YCS, I paid my money to come here, like I flew here, I booked hotel, whatever. And for whatever reason, they're like, I'm just not scooping. Do you know? Like that's those are people I'm talking about. That literally, you are wasting both of our time. If somebody played mine on me in modern Yu Gi Oh, 
And this is how I felt. I've always felt. I've even written an article about scooping. I think yeah. strategically it makes sense to scoop in the in the sake of time if I know I can't win. And I don't mean yeah. scooping and like you have outs. I don't scoop when I have outs. Like if I can actually possibly even with one percent chance win the game, I will not scoop. But if yeah. literally like you played mine and I know. My 40 cars does not have an out to this. I can never get that shit off the field. And then I count my deck out. We do we do all the, the rigmarole. Like we do everything. I count my deck out. I have less cards than you. You are drawing yeah. and passing and not even looking at what you drew. Like we're at that point. This has happened many times. And I'm not speaking of some crazy scenario. This is like a very common thing in 2022. And then when it happens, people just like they just continue to draw and pass without actually being able to win. And I think that that is problematic in itself, which is why. My point was like, isn't the onus on the loser to not add 10 minutes because you you can't win yes. you sh- and you should know you but can't win too. Very often, the loser is the one that needs to win game three in time. So yeah. that's what I'm saying. The one that needs to scoop is the one that's going needs to win game three too. Okay. So it's actually in their favor to just not scoop. And then oh. the winner just has to say, oh, I guess I'll lose. So oh. it's like, you're no, re- yeah, okay. like it's, the outcome annoying. of the game isn't changing the whole time. All the player is doing is wasting time. So literally, they're stalling on purpose yeah, because it's like purpose, stalling. Yeah. They're in, you're basically saying mine. I understand mine incentivizes yeah. people to waste the clock, and yeah. they can legally get away with it because it's like, well, yeah. I mean, I don't literally like. There's nothing in Yu-Gi-Oh saying that I have to go draw a pass. Yeah. Like, like yeah. within ten, like within five seconds, there's nothing that a judge can say to me to make it be like. You have to draw and pass because you can't do anything. Like nobody can force you to do that. So you can mm. legally run the clock down because every time you yeah. draw a card. And the judge can't force you to scoop either. They can't force you to yeah. scoop and they can't force you to be like, you know you have nothing that you can do. So why are you continuing to play this game out? So legally, right? Like this is this and this is where Yu-Gi-Oh gets that gray area where it's like, okay, you are technically stalling. Like you are stalling. You can't, you know you can't win. Your opponent yeah. probably even knows you can't win. Both of you are probably competent and like realize, okay, mine's out. You don't have anything for this. There's nothing you can draw and you're realistically going to lose the game. But because of the time rules and like the way certain decks operate, and I always use the example of the PK deck, like Prank Kids. I always use the example of Prank Kids back when that was really popular and like winning everything and doing really well, is that that deck burns you and gains life in main phase yeah. right like yeah. that is so fucking ignorant so when mine was popular and prank was popular and prank was doing really well at events it was crazy because it's like i'm incentivized to go into time with this deck like i yeah. i have a higher yeah. win rate in time if i just let the clock get lower and then start game three so i i i understand what you mean now chris yeah so it's, so it's a, mm. when, when you're talking about like uh you know you, you know your opponent doesn't have an out and they're still like continuing to play even though like it seems redundant there definitely like are some situations where you're able to like convince your opponent that you have an out even if you don't but and what, is that, what does that do so it, it sometimes it incentivizes them to like try to kill you it puts them mm-hmm. on a clock knowing okay, so that like oh maybe eventually out. he will draw the out and I have to kill him before he draws the out. Okay, that's fair. Mind games are a part of Yu-Gi-Oh! as well. And if yeah. you have an opponent that buys into your mind game and you end up winning even one game that way, then it's worth it, right? Like, if mm-hmm. it only ever works on one person at a YCS and you won one game because your opponent literally decided to break their own mind 
And I've seen this actually. So you're not even speaking of something that's like, again, foreign or super obscure. I've actually watched people at locals um, and this, it, it will always frustrate me and I can't like coach or say anything during the match, but I would see them break their own mind and go for game fail and then lose. And I always wonder like what yeah. happened that made you think that you needed to, and then the person at the end of the game yes. would be like, I had no way to get rid of mine dog. Like, yeah. like yeah. if you left that yeah. shit there, I a hundred percent lost. And there was nothing I could do, but like I needed you to. It usually it was Sky Strikers a lot of times when I would see that happen. The Sky Striker player would go for a game out of nowhere, like try to make access code and do some crazy ass, like I'm going to Widow Anchor kill you, and then something will go wrong and they don't kill them. And now, now you realize you're playing Sky Striker without Mystic Mind, you just die, right? Like, yeah, the game's over. So I, I, I actually understand that too. Yeah, I fully agree too. Like, the moment your opponent stops considering removing their own mind then you've lost that yes. that's a big part of it when making you sure to, your opponent continues to think they might when you get to the point for example i think the the finals of nationals this year so hansel versus uh was it is it ryan yeah ryan you yeah. hansel versus ryan uh congratulations to both of those duelists and ryan recently won a ycs as well and i we all wow. knew that was coming right that guy's been on a tear um in the finals i remember game one where you know, mind resolved. Everyone kind of went crazy because they thought like that was the end of the game because I think Hansel had made his first turn play, like made a field and everything like that. Then he got mine. And then he ended up winning this game. But the way it happened was Ryan was drawing and passing rather quickly as in he was the kind of player that said, I am not breaking this. You, the onus right. is on you. Like if you have an out, you're going to have to prove it to me. And I, I love that. Like, that's high-level dueling, right? Like, these two guys, finals and nationals, both of them are champions now, and they clearly know a lot about, like, what's going on. So there was no wasted time in that. Like, it, Hansel was drawing, and, like, he was waiting for exact. He knew exactly how he could out it, and he waited until he got to that moment. He knew exactly what he was going to do on the end phase, and I'm going to kill you on the next turn. And then Ryan was like, if you have an out, by all means, show me, because no one else in this tournament has. I've gotten all the way to the finals, and, like, I've beaten everybody with their strategy, and it hasn't happened yet. So, like, are you different? And then Hansel's like, I am different. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. am, I am the ten-time champion. I've traveled through time to do this again. Like, I yeah. actually, I actually. Well, so he out he outed it with circle, right? Is that he, that's how yeah. he outed in it? But yeah. Circle, yeah. So in I think circle. every mine is also unique in that because when I think of mine, I think of like I'd rather be facing a mine than like a skill drainer or a gozen match in most situations because mine builds in its own outs. Like, it's it not is. just cosmic cyclone. You don't even. A lot of most decks happen to have an out, even if it's just like three random link twos that are generic. Yeah. There's times where you can just go like Nightmare Phoenix, Nightmare Unicorn, end my turn, and that'll clear it. Um, they're not also, always good, but like. But yeah, I get what you mean. Like some decks have built in yeah. outs. And I mean, even in the finals of Nationals, again, to reference it again, uh, Blackout exists in the Source Soul deck, right? And Hansel and Ryan both were aware of it, and Ryan never put a second card on the field ever. And I right. read Blackout, and then obviously Blackout says your opponent has to have two cards for you to target and destroy. It's not like Icarus Attack, where a lot of people compare it to Icarus Attack, but like they're very different. Because Icarus, I can actually destroy my own cards. Blackout, you need your opponent to have two. So Ryan's like, mine, pass. I'm never putting another card in the field, and I'm never looking at what I draw, really. Like, not literally that, but he pretty much was like, draw, pass very quickly. And Hansel would draw, look at his card, be like, okay, this is not my out yet. Discard, pass, and then they went back and forth until it was in phase, circle, kill you. And I love that. Like, I love the fact that up until that point, everyone had been just complaining so much about mine and like how toxic it was and like, oh, the decks can't deal with it and all that stuff. And then you just have like the finals, the two time, the only two time national champion, at least in uh, the TCG, like in our, in our country, like just showing that I can actually get through this and win the game uh, and take the, take the trophy. But 
Not yeah, to get, it's, like, it's semi-frequent. I see mine outed with like a regular card that we all run in a way that I haven't seen before. Yeah, because like there's just so many ways to just use. Oh, there it is. Like yeah, I guess it's, so. It's really interesting because it really comes down to what caliber of player are you playing against. I think a lot of the time, like yeah, I I think that me personally, like as someone who understands how like what that card is actually doing to the game, and and if I built my deck correctly to mine people out of the game, even if I'm playing a real deck like Sky Striker or Sorcerer or whatever, uh. I'm never breaking mine. Like mm-hmm. I would, like I just, I just would not do it. And there's no incentive for me to do it. I think I would be exactly like, yeah. like Ryan in that situation. Like I built my deck to do this. And again, I've made it this far with this strategy, never being af- afraid of somebody randomly like putting together some combo of cards to kill me. And like, it just so happens that the person who did that is the guy that won the entire event and subsequently beat you in the finals. But like, I would, again, the onus is on you. Like I need yeah. you to show me especially if you play like pot of desires or something because for all i know <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, whatever out yeah. you had is gone but yeah it really comes yeah. down it's this is such a like layered layered topic with just mystic mind like i think we've we've literally spent 20 minutes now we're at and talking about a card about mine, that isn't on the list it is yeah. not on a list and, and i think that that is just crazy but it also speaks to how polarizing mine is because some people absolutely hate it like they hate the car a lot mm-hmm. and they think that it's like the biggest mm-hmm. abomination ever happened to Yu-Gi-Oh! and they want it gone and uh, the comment section of konami is in shambles all about mystic mind um there's sprinkles of yeah. like scythe and stuff but most of the comments that are like negative about any ban list and the weeks leading up before the ban list was even out every time konami posted anything like a new ycs was announced or like anything that they like extravaganza announced the comments would be like ban mystic mind like that would be the yeah, comments yeah. on here's the new collector mega tens coming out here's all of the cards that we're reprinting and the first comment under that even after seeing these crazy reprints was ban mystic mind what the fuck yeah <laughs> so yeah what... i mean like the last like 10 times someone activated mystic mind on me i'm pretty sure i've won all 10 times like immediately and it's because of their mind like i'll like actively not negate it and then use it as my mind and like within two or three turns it'll start happening yeah there was like a game where i had like a verte and a dpe uh do you i think you know what destroyer phoenix enforcer does I do, right I know exactly what it does yeah i actually uh, know a lot of the cards so you can you can speak as though i know them and if i don't i'll just like ask you what does that do my opponent activated mine and i chained dpe and he tried to send his mind to the graveyard and i just said no i'm just i'm destroying my verte and my dpe and I just triggered my DP engrave, and now there's no monsters on the field, and he has a mine up. <laughs> so he just has to end his turn. What's he gonna freaking do? And like that's what I mean. That's my mind now. It was my mystic mind the whole time. Yeah. So like, <laughs> yeah, that was like. So there's this uh, really common play, like when Despia was a thing, where uh, this kind of relates back to a card that just got hit, Fairy Tale Snow. But what you would do is you would uh, your opponent would mine you. You would chain your Mirror Jade, which lets you banish a monster on the field. And then you chain uh, Brandon in red, targeting like any monster. You fuse your entire board away, and then, or I'm sorry, you just chain Snow. You don't have to use the Brandon in red. So you just Mirror Jade, banish your own monster, and then chain Snow to banish every monster you control except for Snow. And then the chain will resolve backwards, and the Mirror Jade will banish the Snow so you yep. have no monsters. So it's the, the exact same situation where it's like, well, you can't play either. So like you have to pass, and then the Despia player will just kill you the next turn. It's actually crazy. As you were saying this play, I was like, this sounds so neg. But then you said yeah. you killed them on the next turn, which is wild. Oh, yeah. So- Very often you have to neg that hard. But you have to recognize yeah. that your opponent just negged by playing the mine in the first place. 
Yeah, it's, I mean, it sounds so, so crazy to be like, I'm going to banish my own monster and also snow seven of my cards away. <laughs> and like, on the next turn now, I'm going to kill you. Like, I'm, yeah. I did all of that with the intent that next turn you are going to die. That, mm -hmm. I mean, if it works, it works, right? Like, you, you guys know yeah. me, especially when it comes to, like... I think anything fusion related, Joe, you're one of the experts. So I'm going to trust, I'm going to trust what you say is why we have you here. I'm going to yeah. trust what you say about like, you can kill people with Despia that way. And it sounds really cool. And you said it was a pretty common play, like against, you know, amongst the uh, people who really know what they're doing. What do you yeah. think before we, before we switch from talking about mystic mind and get to the rest of the ban list. Right. I do. Cause it's such a, again, it's such a big car. And a lot of people do want to hear this type of discussion about it. Um, I was going to say, what do you think about mine just like existing another format and the cards that, okay, so right now we're at a situation where mine is kind of bad. I want to say, I'm not sure if I'm speaking correctly here. I'm assuming because I didn't see it much in the top eight of the last YCS in Niagara, but mine, because people are playing shit like main deck spell canceler that they can easily yep. get out and main deck eradicator. Is it yep. safe to say that like at the end of the format, that mine actually wasn't as much of a problem anymore. Yeah, I think so. It, so, like, the sprite deck had the out with, like, Smashers, which banishes a card on the field. Yep. Uh, and that's a searchable out. Um, and then, yeah, Eradicator and Spell Canceler are some pretty crazy cards. Um, just, like, being able to rip the mine out of the hand or whatever. And even if you draw it later, uh, like, a turn or two later, it still gets discarded. So, uh, like... I think that, yeah, it wasn't very good, but with these hits um, on some of the things, it makes like the tier combo a little bit less consistent because yeah. you would still use the snow for like link climbing and stuff, but it's still definitely doable and still definitely will be a tier one deck. Oh, yeah. So that's the thing. Uh, do you guys know how are how aware are you guys of Darkwing Blast, like the cards in that next set? I, I remember when it was first announced uh, months ago, Chris, and you were telling me about it, and there was a lot of Blackwing cards. Yeah, in it, even though we only knew about Blackwings at the time, and they're very funny, but they're not good. I'm sorry for saying anything. Uh, that's, that, that's, that's fine. I don't, I don't care about the bad. I never care about the bad cards, but like, what mm -hmm. impactful stuff is coming? Because I know you know, and you you like really like the future. Yeah, this. so we've been, since the ban list came out, uh, Steve... Gleason, Julian, Lipoff, and myself have been testing uh, post Darkwing Blast like the entire time. Yeah, the relevant because uh, for the YCS, basically yeah. the YCS format. So you mentioned Smashers. Tier Laments is getting a quick play spell that shuffles a spell or trap on the field back. Yeah, back yeah. Tier Laments in the name. Yeah, so that'll help a lot. Uh, Tier Laments is getting a new fusion monster that kind of like replaces all of its high ceiling combos a little bit. Uh, now you can just at any time go Kikolos, send something, and then just make Lulucaros. They're getting a 3k attack level 8 fusion that you can just make with a close and any other tier limits monster that if it's sent from the field to the graveyard by a card effect, it summons itself immediately. Uh, yeah. Not every time, but like while it's fusion summoned. Yeah. But it's also just solemn warning. It just is solemn warning. Yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> what? It has yeah, the solemn, solemn warning. warning. It, it negates Nib, which like makes mm -hmm. it really ridiculous. Yeah. These are this, like, is, this is tier like this is the tier deck. Yeah, that's yeah, already yeah, basically the best deck, right? Like it's if we're being yep. honest, sorry about the, the top eight of the last YCS was six tier, one Exo Sister, and like one Sprite. I think so. It's safe mm -hmm. to say that tier was already the best deck, so it's getting better. Yeah, I think we we have like a pretty. I think there's a non-zero chance of a tier zero tier format happening. The only thing that might keep it from happening there's a there are three different names of level six dragons that are all in the Bisted archetype. That I think if I tell you what they do, you will lose your mind, Frazier. I don't know if Joe, do you know about Bisted cards already? Not like not super well. 
I don't so know about them at all. there's Although three names of level like six dragons. Okay, they're all level six dark dragons. They all have good stats, like like I think twenty five. Yeah, all twenty five two thousand. Um, you can target one light. They all have the same first effect. You can target one light or dark monster in either graveyard, banish it, and if you do special summon this card from your hand, this is a quick effect if your opponent controls a monster. So we're getting nine new names of DD Crows that are all plus ones because yeah. they all do something on summon too. Oh my god! And they add each other. One of them adds the other ones on summon at the end phase. You like summon it at the end phase, you get it. So now like tier is kind of being held back simply by the existence of those cards. But then at the same time, those cards also hurt. You can fizzle because they have to banish to summon themselves. Bisted monsters can fizzle each other out. So it's actually just like Oh no. So yeah, it's if a you very have them funny and I have them, then we just try to fuck each other and you then... both banish the same monster, yeah. 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 It's so, wacky. It's goofy and wacky. Uh and in tier also, from what I understand, I just want to insert this in here because I don't know how much of a meme this is, but like Exosister is almost designed to basically beat the tier element deck, right? Yeah. Like that yeah. is that obviously, I know like Ryan's deck had mine and goes and match in it as well. But at the same time, I don't think he would have been playing Exo Sisters if he didn't have to. So obviously, yeah. Exo Sisters are part of the deck because people like to be, people like to go so hyperbole with it and be like, oh, his deck was just mine or just goes and match, just flood. Right, keep it down and, a little bit, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought I was muted. My bad. <laughs> right? <laughs> wow. Oh, people. people I was- Go ahead. I muted myself on. I I my computer. Don't worry about it. All right. Anyway, <laughs> so <laughs> outside of Kenny's spazzing out. Um, hey man, these motherfuckers are loud. I don't hear them. So only I think only you can hear them, Ken. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, all right. So what was I, okay? I was saying that Exo Sister, right? Like it. It clearly is some kind of anti-tier element strategy, and that makes sense too because Konami does stuff like that. They'll make a a best deck. And they will blatantly make a deck that's kind of designed to beat the best deck, but it doesn't make the deck that beats the best deck the best deck. Like, you have to always understand that, yes, so there's Dragon Rulers and there was Spellbooks, right? And then, like, Dragon Rulers was the best deck. You can, there's no revisionist history ever going to happen on this channel. Like, Dragon Rulers was the best, and then Spellbook yep. was second, and it was kind of, Spellbook was kind of designed in a way, just with the support cards they had, that it it could beat Dragon Rulers, because, like, Jalgen's annoying, Kaiko's annoying, all that stuff of bullshit, right? But at the end of the day... Dragon Rulers is still the king of that format. It's called Dragon Ruler format, right? Like it's not it's not even called Dragon Ruler and Spellbook format. It's just called Dragon <laughs> Ruler format. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like Tier has Exo Sister, uh it's kind of like an anti version of it. And I'm just wondering from you guys' perspective, because I'm sure you guys don't actually play Exo Sisters, but like how real is Exo Sister against Tier Elements? In that analogy, Exo Sister is worse than Spellbook by a lot. Okay. So if I you're think. trying to say Tear is the Dragon Rulers and Exo Sisters the Spellbook is not is not Exo really Sisters is like the Constellar. Okay. Which oh. also yeah. <laughs> okay. Which also did that, but yes. was Constellar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Sean okay. McCabe won with it, but besides that. And I don't think he wrote with Constellar, right? Or no, he oh, did. I, it, oh, was, it was yeah. Constellar, it wasn't Satella. Yeah. It was, it was Constellar. I remember thinking, yes. like, of course it was Sean that did that. Yes. Frickin- he he loves his anti his <laughs> anti decks. But do you how do you feel about that, Joe? Like, do you feel like Exo Sister is not really able to stand up against tier elements realistically or uh, it really it depends who goes first okay so that you think it's very heavy Fair. on I, I, I okay i can see that i can see that because yeah, i remember yeah. i remember ophion right so remember the uh in dragon Lord format chris i know you were around for this and, and kenny too but in dragon Lord format there was that evil swarm deck 
An evil swarm summoned an Xyz monster that literally said level five and higher monsters cannot be summoned, period. So basically, yep. if they went first, it locked out all of the dragon rulers. Like you couldn't summon a single dragon ruler. You basically couldn't play. And that was kind of the point of it. And I think Konami did that intentionally, knowing that dragon rulers was the best deck. They just had evil swarm at the exact same time. And uh, evil, no one would ever say evil swarm was like better than dragon rulers. But if it went first, it had a really good chance of actually beating the dragon ruler deck game one. And then after that, it's like, you're probably going to lose more times than you won't because electric virus exists and like all these other things. Like I, I had so much, I had cards side decked against that. <laughs> And also, if I went first, you definitely lost because what are you going? What the fuck is your deck going to do against Double Draco Sack? Like, <laughs> and the Godfrey, but I yeah. know you're actually playing Evil Swarm, right? Because then I just make my first turn. Like, you know, you're playing a Tear Mirror, you make Abyss Dweller. You know, you're playing against Exo Sister. I don't know what yeah. the Tear deck does, but I'm sure it has something it does where it's like, yeah, you're playing Exo Sister, going second, you can't win. Now that it makes yeah. Ornate, you kind of just do your normal thing. Yeah, you it's just like play, right? The, the like really sacky part, obviously, is like Shifter. Like, the yes. yeah, super true. ridiculous. True. Like true. I could go on a huge rant about how lingering yes. card effects are the most unhealthy part of the yes. game. Shifter is worse than mine by a huge margin. There it is. I hate Shifter. Oh my god. I, don't, I hate okay. it. <laughs> that's yeah, hyperbole. That's kind of Chris a, is that's Chris, kind of a take. Right, that is Chris hyperbole. I hate speaks it in hyperbole. He speaks. I hate it, it so be, much. Guys, if you're listening to this, Chris Lynn speaks in hyperbole. You're right. That's too far. So but... don't attack him because I understand what he's saying. Like it's not. There's <laughs> no, no way. Shifter's the one I hate more personally. I, on and a personal that's fine. Stuff. I'm sure that Jesse Cotton also probably hates Shifter more yeah, than he hates Mystic Mind, considering what just happened. But like, if we're being real, like Mystic Mind is still that girl. But I yeah. get that Shifter, and what Joe said is really. Uh, it's 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 nice to hear that put into words. Cards that have a lingering effect on the game, so Maxi, Dimensional Shifter, Dimensional yeah. Barrier, yeah. Uh, Harpy's Fever Storm. There's a tiny. These cards are fucking awful for the game. Like they're awful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know who it was. I definitely remember reading this on Facebook like years ago. But like someone said, like in an ideal world, you would be all interaction, and there wouldn't be any negates, and there wouldn't be any lingering effects. Which is like actually so Marcus. So uh, <laughs> Marcus like talked about this when he uh, was on the podcast with you guys, but he was like talking about how the game is like moving more towards like ending on six negates rather than like three or six interactions. Yes. Know? Yeah. Saying and I, like, that's like healthier. Yeah. Well, Brandon was actually very a very cool step away from that, right? And I, yeah, I was like I really agree, happy. Yeah. I agree. That was a very cool format, and it immediately snapped back into position again. But like, I yeah. really like that one. So you guys are saying that the branded format, it wasn't about setting up a bunch of negates. Both players could actually play without like getting negated on everything they did. Yeah, and it were just mm -hmm. more interactions as opposed to just like I set up four negates. You don't have a droplet or a dark roller no more. You instantly lose. Yeah, it was like an interesting format um, with like. Even Sword Soul uh, in there too, but the deck that ended up winning that YCS was the was Pojang's uh, striker deck with you know Barrier, Mind, Demise of the Lands, Metaverse, all those good cards. Yeah, we were trying to interact too much. We forgot. Yeah, our, exactly. Our hubris. <laughs> so I think that's the problem because we could kind of wrap up this entire segment by saying every time you guys get to what could be a good format, I think you're going to get. <laughs> scraped <laughs> by a guy who shows up with a mind deck and just yeah, says fuck all that enough. noise right because you guys are saying yeah. you had a chance at a good a really good format and then some guy came in and was like here's a mystic mind deck for you and you guys are interacting and playing this fair Yu-Gi-Oh, and i'm just trying to cut all that off like i'm just gonna win yeah. this ycs by cutting off every chance you ever had of interacting and playing yep that's yeah. uh 
That's the unfortunate problem is that everybody wants to play the most fun version of Yu-Gi-Oh, but yeah. also everybody wants to win. Yeah, so, unfortunately, yeah. Those two yeah, 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 yeah. Each other. And they're yeah. very much at odds because usually the way to make the best deck is to make it so that you're not playing the most fun version of Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Like, I can say I don't think any of my opponents, when I won a YCS, had a pleasant time losing their entire hand turn one to Royal Tribute, right? Like, it was yeah. not, like, so I, on, one, on one hand, while you said everyone wants to play the, like, the most fun version of Yu-Gi-Oh, that is true, but I also want to win. And in order for yeah. me to win, me playing a spell card on turn one with zero interaction that drops your entire hand, and, like, mm-hmm. then I just make you sign a slip and tell you good game when I know damn well it wasn't a good game. I'm not that asshole, by the way. I don't do that. Like, <laughs> if, if both games, if literally both games was me going Royal Tribute and you not getting to play and me just literally flipping a spy next turn, hitting you for, like, 3,700 or more and winning the yeah. game, I'm not going to, like, say good game. But the point is... You apologize. I, I'm actually, curious. I, oh, God. I hate when people I apologize. Been, hold on, I'm trying to people think. People should not apologize. It's just part of the game. I, yeah, I don't apo- I don't think I'm an apologist. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about it, though. Give me a second, because I'm an asshole. And I think a lot of people who know me know that <laughs> I, I am an asshole, but I'm not always an asshole. You know what it is? My opponent brings out the worst in me. It depends on their energy. Yeah, I so agree completely. If, if my opponent is being an asshole because of the fact that like my deck is doing what it was designed to do, even if it's some cheesy bullshit, like... <laughs> dog i'm sorry but like this is the format like if if you if you flew here just like i flew here and we're flooding each other out or like i did some turn one ftk type nonsense and you know that this exists i know it exists you know that it could happen i know it could happen i don't need to hear you huffing and puffing and then cursing and like going crazy about how this format is so bullshit i hate when people get like really negative like that during the match it's very uncomfortable and it doesn't like it's not pleasant for anyone to just sit there and like basically low-key try to berate your opponent because you just lost to like something oh that unfortunately has no, they have no power over it. Like the the, yeah. the ban list allow these cards to be playable. It does suck when you lose like that, but at the same time, like do not berate your opponent for it. So I'm the kind of guy I don't apologize. I what I will I kind of move off of their energy. So when my opponent's like, yeah, this this game's so bad, and they like deciding. I'll I'll agree. I'll be like, yeah, man, it's terrible. Like I feel so, <laughs> and then and then like I'll kind of go with that. Like like you know what I mean. Like I won't. I won't open it up myself. I won't beat you with some bullshit and then be like, I'm so sorry, man. Like, for example, I play, I talked about this on the podcast before I played to mid at the YCS that TJ Kinsley won undefeated with Necros. Mm-hmm. That was my, I think that was my first time ever playing to mid and he maxed me every turn of both games. I did not get to, I, yeah. I basically didn't get to play Yu-Gi-Oh! And at the time, this is before there were a lot of these kinds of cards that Joe described earlier that put a condition on the, the game and like there's nothing you could do after that like once maxi's activated it's just activated there was no ash blossom there was no way to negate it really and so you just had to hold that and i got maxied every turn of the game and i got two i'm pretty sure and i lost and i was just quiet i was obviously annoyed i was definitely annoyed because i don't like losing like that and i was like man this is a really good player we're finally getting to play i hope this is good because the knuckles mirror match has the the propensity to be good like it can be good i'm not gonna say it always was but it had the propensity to actually be an interactive and decent mirror match, except if one person draws maxi, and that's exactly what happened, and it was so unfortunate. So, like, as I was deciding and, like, not saying anything, he his he opened up the conversation of, like, I'm really sorry, like, that fucking sucks. Like, yeah, I know, like, the format. And then we, then we just had that kind of back-and-forth talk, like, two adults who understand that the game is flawed, 
And it's okay that it's flawed. We both love Yu-Gi-Oh. We're not quitting. I'm not quitting from this. You're not quitting from this. I think he did quit after that. But like, no one realistically <laughs> is quitting like after it happens. It's like, yeah, this just fucking sucks. And I kind of just go off their energy. I don't usually start off by beating someone or like whatever or losing to someone and then saying crazy shit unless they do. Now, one of the things I hate, and I know that this is like completely off topic of the balance. But since this was like brought up, Joe, you because you asked me this question, it's making me think about so much stuff. One of the things I hate, and like if you really ever want to get under my skin, I probably shouldn't even tell people this, but I do not like when people like beat me and then they act like everything was just normal and it was some like really sacky or bullshit stuff. Like, <laughs> do not act not like do not act like everything is cool if you won, but you know it was like the most illegitimate way to win. Not outplayed, Fraser. Like outplayed. I hate that. Be like outplayed. that shit drives me crazy. I usually don't say and when I lose, I usually can be very, very quiet, very like stoic. And like you can clearly tell like I'm not happy. I'm not a person that I don't like losing. I don't think really anyone I don't really know many people who enjoy it. But like I'm also I've gotten so much better, especially in the last five years of me playing competitive Yu-Gi-Oh! that like I can lose and and i think it's really and i really do believe this i think it's just because i've had a lot of success in Yu-Gi-Oh that i stopped caring as much about losses and you just kind of accept it for what it is like i've already gotten a lot out of the game right so i'm not somebody who's like super hungry for a win or like super hungry to like top a ycs because i've done those things like uh, most most players that's like the big thing that makes them so emotional about the game right it's like they want that win they want to top their first event or stuff like that and that makes you like very hyper emotional about it i i don't really have that part of it anymore and like i didn't have it on my way out but you can always bring it out of me by just by just being a dickhead like when people are just being a dickhead at the end of a match you can get you can get like the old me out of me at any moment by just doing that well i will say just to add on the last hopefully this is the last thing i don't start another conversation but um I played Plunder Patrol for that whole last format for like a year almost. Yeah. And the That's entire the plans, time I was right? playing it, yeah, no one, everyone, people were very positive when I was playing Plunder Patrol. Like whether I won <laughs> or lost, everyone was like, wow, that was a surprisingly good game. And I would get that a lot because it was just like, I can't win in a way that's unreasonable. I can only win by just playing. Yeah. Uh, people, so like, Yu-Gi-Oh players tend to respect that. I think. Yeah, I there's think like Yu-Gi-Oh no players... floodgates or anything. Just play them. Yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh players tend to respect decks that are not tier zero or tier one or whatever. Like, cause that deck is like the deck. I know you. I know you say it's like good and stuff like that. And I'm sure that it's fantastic and all that. But at the end of the day, in the conversation when people talk about the format, I don't like, like the way he said that. I'm trying yeah, to say when Fraser said, "I'm sure it's fantastic." He doesn't believe a word he just said. Well, I'm, Chris has shown me how his <laughs> deck works, and like when it goes second and the opponent has a field, it ruins it. Like that pirate deck destroys you if you've played the game at all. Like if you tried to play the game, it basically insectors you. Insectors is a deck that used to punish you. Oh, that's for, true. Yeah, for, for playing, playing yeah. the game. Yeah. And if you don't play the game, it can do stuff, but it's not as crazy as when they tried to play the game and then you just come over the top and destroy them. So I I understand its place in the format. And like he showed it to me, but it wasn't the best deck in the format, right? Like it just, it just wasn't. And that's kind of what I'm, what I'm getting at when I say it in that like really weird roundabout way. Kenny's obviously calling me out because he's an asshole, but like, oh, he's, he's <laughs> right. Like, yeah. it's not the best deck in the format. I played it for a reason because it like takes advantage of specific things I like to take advantage of. Yep. And that's but totally fine. And you could, and in you the, could, yeah. Oh, just in the context of this conversation, I just wanted to say like, 
I don't know. It was, yeah, at a very pleasant time. Yeah, I'm gonna miss it because I know I'm immediately gonna go back to like my opponent being angry at me and me being angry at my opponent <laughs> and all that stuff. Yeah. So here we go again. All right, guys. It would be better if it was all tier two decks. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. It okay would. That would basically be Edison format. Just like if there was a modern version of Edison format, because that's essentially what Edison is. All the decks are basically tier two. There's no tier yeah. zero deck, right? Like there's nothing that is so far ahead that it has a like 70% win rate against everything. Like there's no one deck mm-hmm. that just beats every deck, low difficulty type stuff. You know, there's just nothing mm-hmm. in Edison format. Um, but that's a different topic too. Okay. So let us move on finally. So we mentioned really quickly that fairy tale snow is the very first card on the ban list. The way this is, uh, at least the way we have it up on our screens. Um, fairy tale snow is gone. Thoughts on that. Uh, Man, it, it was deserved. Should have never came back. I said hallelujah. Yep. I messaged yeah. my friend Snow is banned and he said heck yeah. Did and you guys was... know that Snow was going to be as problematic as it was when it first came back? Uh, uh no. But then I, I saw either. Jesse doing Jesse things and I was like, yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Gleason said to me, this card never should have been written and now we have to play it again. And I said, oh, and then here we are. Yeah. How long has it been yeah. around again? It's not been that long, right? Um, yeah, I believe it came back in like March, maybe. Oh, so it came back this year. Yeah, I think so. And it's just gone immediately. That's that's pretty bad. I mean, that card, that means that it should never came off if they had to ban it again. Um, yeah, because realistically, they probably realized it's not going to get any better. Like snow is not going to get any worse. As tier becomes yep. better and yep. better, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Snow is not going to get worse. It's not going to go out of anyone's deck. It's going to continue to dominate. And I guess for people, you know, I always try to speak in terms of people who really don't understand why cards are super problematic. Maybe people don't see it. I don't. I try not to assume that everyone gets those concepts. But from what I understand, snow is essentially a turn ender against a lot of decks. Yeah. So like, there's. A lot of parts of it that make it super generate. Like the tier decks literally mill like twenty cards at least yep. turn one. So you have a lot of like fodder for it. And that lets you like link climb into bigger cards like Appaloosa or something like that. Uh and then you get into like aspects where you have um times where you can like snow multiple times on your opponent's turn. So like you'll summon <laughs> snow, set one of their monsters, they'll play another card, summon another monster. And then you'll use something like IP to like it lets you link someone on your opponent's turn. Yeah. So you use snow as material, make whatever link you want to, and then summon snow back again. Book and them another no, monster. Yeah, there's no way to complain because yep. essentially you are debarrying them. Like it's it is a baby yeah. like scythe. It's a baby debarrier in a way because face down monsters in Yu-Gi-Oh don't do shit. Right, like mm-hmm. that's just the how yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh works. Yep. Like if a monster's face down, you can't link with it. You can't do until they power creep link summoning, and I'm sure that at the end of it they probably will make it where you can this you can link summon this card by using set monsters like that you know we might get oh, we that. have that i think we actually have that card you just said already i'm not sure it, if that's true is it busted though is the question because that's no, probably not probably i remember not. i used to say when pendulums was a mechanic when pendulum first came out i said when this gets power crept there's going to be a zero scale and that's going to be like not okay and the second that happened they completely overhauled the entire pendulum mechanic yeah it's true like the pendulums they were like yeah zero scales because then you could there's nothing that you can't pendulum summon if there's a zero scale and it's like yeah. well, that yep. scale is a zero so everything in between zero and like 12 i can just go uh 
throw up on the field like it doesn't yeah before it'd be like oh well level one monsters can never be pendulum something for so long of that mechanic being around um, i got a little use out of zero scales too i remember thinking like yeah i remember like i said every time i activated it, i was like why is why can i do this why yeah, am i doing any of this are you, i like pendulum yeah. something like a ddd monster like the level one ddd uh kepler or whatever just be like well that's not okay as as i'm doing it like that's wrong should be doing that <laughs> That's Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, okay, yeah. Ronan Tonin's gone. Where does this lead the sprite deck? Still good. I love that the Toad yeah. is still a pro. He still comes around the fuck shit up. Ronan yeah, Tonin yeah. is a really nice one. I like it a lot. Was he banned before this? Uh, I don't think so. It was just Substitute that was banned, and then yeah, Ronan Tonin. So he's only just recently become like super problematic, I guess, uh, because of the sprite <laughs> deck and just summoning Toad. Yeah. Even though I don't know if problematic is the right word to use there, but I just kind of threw it out because. It made that oh. deck, it enabled that deck's turn one toad play and all that very easily. Go ahead, Chris, what were you going to say? Well, we always complain about them hitting not the not the cause of the problem, but like the problem. Like yeah. whenever they hit, like they always like half hit it or like they hit the end point instead of the beginning. Uh, they finally just hit the end point because toad was like, toad gave flavor to a lot of decks that needed it. Like the Bahamut shark part of it helps a lot of decks that are yeah. not your, that the best deck ever. They're just good enough because of that. And then, like, this is just, like, a nice, like, yeah, we're not going to mess with, like, everyone's fun deck. We're just going to solve only the problem. It's, like, a very nice, specific Right, because they do tend to ban all the symptoms and not the actual disease. Yeah, and exactly. What I mean by that is we've seen Christron Hawkefibrax get so many tuners banned. <laughs> that is, like, a great example of them banning yes. the symptoms and we were... not the disease. We were just talking about this when we had Dominic Couch on. He was talking about Blackwing Steam the Cloak, how yeah. that card's really cool and fun, but it can never come back because of Hockey Frybrax. And then it literally just, yeah. a week later, the list comes out, gets rid of Hockey Frybrax, and brings back Steam the Cloak. Yeah. yeah. Which is why I was so happy to see this list, because as soon as I saw it, I like, that's one of the things I always hate the most about Bandlist. And I just saw them like take two of the biggest versions of that and just flip them around and say, we're done with that. I was very happy immediately. Yeah, I like that. that they're unbanning the tuners that got banned that didn't really deserve to be banned on their own. Uh, I think one of the tuners that probably will never come back is like Gofu, right? Like that card's fucking insane. Oh yeah, that one's a different, that, that one is one's, the, everything. But like Glow Up Bulb, I think Jeff Jones wrote a status or something about it. Somebody wrote something this week saying like Glow Up Bulb can come back. It will not be oh, that man. crazy. Nope, and, nope. Uh, military every time. Oh, not, 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 not doing <laughs> well, it. If, if, I don't want it. Get it away from me. Is it is it cost a mill though, right? Oh my god, it is. You're right. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's That's a cost. See, I still know stuff, guys. I still wow, know I stuff. did not think about that. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, they can now unban a lot of bullshit tuners that got banned because of Hawka Fibrax. And I'm actually surprised that only Blackwing, Steam the Cloak, and Mecha Phantom Beast O-Line are the only two that got unbanned. I feel like there's more, but maybe I'm incorrect in that, but I just feel like there's... Well, Glow Bulb is already one of them, yeah. so there you so go. There was like Jet Sync Run, but they brought that one back. They brought back Jet, yep. I got that uh, earlier. Is Spore banned? Oh, Spore. Uh, is Spore not banned? It might not be banned. I, I actually remember. don't know. Yeah. Plague Spreader Zombie, is that is that legal? That's at three. Plague's at three, yeah. Okay, is he just not? That card is good. It is good, yeah. Oh, okay. All right, well, good. I was surprised. I thought you were going to say that card is unplayable. Why no, I love I'm pl- I was. I'm playing it now. Plague is, <laughs> I'm playing it now. I'm playing it right now. I can't anymore because they banned like every card in my freaking extra deck. But besides yeah. that, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that, yeah. So I think I think I think Steam the Cloak is going to be like an issue. Um, oh really? Eventually, yeah. Like mm-hmm. probably sooner than later, especially in like the danger tier deck, uh, just because it's like it's a dark 
So you can mill anything. You can mill it and then tribute something. And then you have a different type uh, dark monster. So it's a winged beast. And then when it goes to grave, it summons a token. And you can oh, use a token. It's when it leaves the field. It's when it leaves the field. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah even so if it doesn't even it. have to go to grave. So they can shift yeah. through you and you can still... You still get that yep, effect. You get tokens, yeah. Yeah, so... Not only is the token an aqua, which is neat because uh, oh, all the tier cards are why aqua. The fuck is the, why is the token? I'm reading the card now. He's because he steamed the cloak. Yeah, this is yeah. A lot. Um, but also, like, if you're trying to link, like, assuming you're using the steam the cloak as a material to make curious, uh, you can use the token and curious to make Griffin, since Griffin just needs different name monsters. It doesn't need to affect monsters. Yeah. So it just makes it really easy to make Griffin. So you just, you know, set Eradicator from your deck. Yep. Okay, so There's Steam... also another thing about it where, like, Steam is, as a tuner, you're supposed to not be... It's supposed to, like, it has this, like, weird restriction on, like, when it comes back, you can only use it to Synchro Summon for Blackwing monsters. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can only use it to Synchro Summon if the other monsters are Blackwings, but you can make anything you want. There's this weird interaction that comes up with the fact that Zephyros is also good and in a lot of these weird <laughs> yep. So, like, sometimes the level 7 even comes up. Like, it's like all these different issues at the same time. Yeah. I've seen Zephyros being killed. Why it, mm-hmm. it pops up in FTKs. Steam pops up in FTKs, like, if you're, if you're watching them happen, um, like, relatively you know. frequently. Yeah, it'll just <laughs> pop up. You'll be like, oh, there's another one. There he is again. It's, like, the only reason it works. Again. I feel like Zephyros is one of those cards that always finds its way being problematic, and it has no in-between ever. It's always <laughs> either too much yeah. or nothing at all, right? Like, <laughs> there's never an in-between with Zephyros the Elite. That's true. Uh, Steam, according to Joe, and, like, I, I, I have reason to believe that it does sound like this card after reading it now understanding what it really does i do think this card is gonna be a problem like sooner than later as well it's not different than dandelion so the fact that they think it is is very weird to me it's actually the say almost the same card as dandelion yeah, in a lot in of some ways. cases it's better like you like yeah. Yeah. i just said it is an aqua the, to- the 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 token that you get is an aqua uh which that is relevant nowadays so yeah, so that's like all the stuff surrounded by like Christian Hog of Fire. Oh, Blackwing cards are coming out. That's, that's oh, that also is, yeah. yeah, that's also true. It's perfect just, time. They're just messing around. They're goofing. This is a business, right? They have to sell cards yeah. and stuff. And uh, okay, so O Lion, Mecha Phantom Beast O Lion. Uh, what was is that card problematic at all? Or is it just like Hog of Fire made it problematic? Yeah, just Hog made it crazy. Yeah, that one's a little less of a. Yeah, so we don't fine. have to worry about that one. Like, I'm not going to see it the next YCS. O Lion is everywhere. I'll never like, say never, but probably not. It was like really good when you had Hulk and you had um, Aurora Don, but now yeah. it doesn't really matter anymore because both of them are gone. Okay, well, this is uh, the the symptoms are back and the diseases are gone, so I'm I'm fine yep. with that. I like I like direct hits. I hate when they just play around and fucking ban everything else. Uh, okay, Chaos Ruler, the Chaotic Magical Dragon. I've seen this card. Thank way God, too much. I've seen thank, this card. Yeah, thank Christ. And the, the crazy much. thing about Chaos Ruler is that I never thought it would get banned because it was such a good hit. Like, I kept telling, yeah, like, yeah, every, yeah, yeah, it's one of those things, like, did they really actually do what I wanted? Because yeah, people that's are always like, oh, you don't you need to hate got Chaos to the Ruler. Point, like, you have, like, the craziest Stockholm Syndrome where you're so <laughs> used to being abused. You're so used to being abused by Konami not doing the right thing that yeah, you, you convince yeah. yourself that they won't do the right thing and ban this card. So you just accepted it as a mm-hmm. part of your game. Like, Chaos Ruler is just here to stay, and it it is what it is. So he is... The first time I read him, I just couldn't believe that I was reading like a fucking generic synchro yeah. that has that much. Like his stats are crazy, but then his effect just sounds like somebody went into Yu Gi Oh card maker and just started <laughs> typing. 
like he comes yep. out and he excavates the top five and it's like add a light or dark guy from the excavated cards to your hand so that's already like by itself that's already really good and then other cards yeah. get sent to the grave right like do they get yeah like, they get so sent you to the just grave. send like the tears and they all trigger and yep. it's, it's ridiculous so outrageously good but then if that wasn't yeah. enough because it's never enough you can just banish light and darks to bring him back, and then he does more stupid shit yeah. because he's just like a monster. And mm-hmm. so, like the deck that uh, Dom topped Niagara with, yeah, uh, did this like really neat combo where like you make Chaos Ruler with the punk cards, and then um, when you synchro into it, the level five the Deer Note summons back a tuner. So then you just link the um, Chaos Ruler and the tuner into Halk. And then Halk summons this level two tuner called Shinobi Necro. Yep. And what that card does is when it's banished from Grave, it's a dark monster, it spell summons itself back. Yeah. So you um, use Chaos Ruler's effect in the Grave to banish the Necro and then summon it back, and then you make a level 10 Synchro, which is barren usually. Yes. Yeah. That's seen... actually the, that's the deck I'm playing right now. Yeah, that deck um, is cool. But it's, a, it's Punk Runic, actually. So there's there's an additional layer to that where if you have the Chaos Ruler and the Xeomin and any other monster, if you make the Hulk without the Chaos Ruler, you can get the Shinobi Necro. You get two level 10. So you can make Changing yeah. and then the yeah. summon of the... Yeah, it triggers the Changing to make the Baron. I but was watching... It's, uh, I was watching awesome. Silverman at AU, our locals. Uh, he was playing... When Runic first came out, like the very first day, I was at locals. Silverman was playing around with like a Runic deck that had the Punk Engine. And he showed... Oh, he got that deck list for me. Okay. Well, he was playing. Yeah, I it. taught him how to play it. Yeah. He was just like fish pulling it. Like he had, he didn't have an opponent. He was just showing me what happens if you have teleport by itself and nothing else. Yep. Well, a card in hand. Yeah, yeah. yeah but like yeah, he yeah. would just go teleport gives you all of this, and I was like, well, that's not yeah. okay. Like that. And, and all, every <laughs> time, every time, ruler. chaos ruler was involved, and I said, well, that card is obviously problematic. It was problematic before a lot of this. It's gonna be. It's gonna continue to be a problematic card. And like you guys said, I am also surprised that it got banned already. Yep, um, yeah. So yeah, that's a that was a pretty good hit. That was because the community hit. didn't recognize it as a problem yet, so they just banned it because they knew internally it was a problem. Yeah. And it's like that's like a very surprising like it really doesn't happen that way. Usually they, it takes everyone screaming about it being wrong for it to get banned, which is why I'm also surprised mine didn't get banned. As so, much as I don't think it needs to, I'm surprised it didn't. Yeah, I I mean mine. I don't know what they're thinking with that, but yeah, uh, yeah we already gave that shit forty minutes. So yeah, red yeah. red reboot. Uh, Red Reboot was at one. This is one of the funniest cards in Yu-Gi-Oh! to me because it it has a lot of text that's unnecessary. Um, Mm. The card can really just be summed up and just say negate a trap and win the game that turn. Uh, It does a lot more than that, but honestly, none of that shit ever matters. Like It gives your opponent a trap card out their deck and they can't activate any more traps, stuff like that. But at the end of the day, it really just says negate a trap. Your opponent can't do shit else. They lose. Like It could literally just say that on the card and that would be the card's effect and everybody would accept it as like law. Uh, It's banned now. I'm not sure how you guys feel. I don't know if some some people I feel like wanted it at three. Like I saw people oh, yeah. saying this should be it's at three. It's gotta be at three. I don't know. I'm a little biased, but like uh if if you think about stuff like, you know, they're setting eradicator from their deck, there is no counterplay to that except for yep. reboot. Yep. Like yep. And, and if it, like I also am like against the Saki one ofs, you know. I was surprised they didn't do anything to call by the grave. I think that card yeah, I, okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. I hate that card so much. Um, Only because it's at one. I don't actually hate the yeah, card. Exactly. Yep. exactly. I hate the same, that it's same at thing. One. Exactly the same it thing. It being at one is so fucking annoying. Yep. So yeah, I mean like it also makes cards like anti spell like so much better because if you want to think about the cards that like are good against the trap decks, you know, it's like lightning storm 
Um, or like, you know, Twin Twister, which is like okay, I guess. But like the main one is like Storm. So like you have the anti spell, like it makes Storm like unusable. You have to have something like evenly now to like yeah. even try to play. Yeah, it's very frustrating. I, I mean, I'm glad they chose a zero. I'm glad they chose a side instead of just leaving it at one. Uh, yeah, one for the reasons we just discussed. Yeah, McCabe but agreed. Actually, like it, it's the only counterplay for a lot of cards. A long time ago, McCabe used to say that cards just should not be at one period. And obviously, right. that is like a, a topic in itself to discuss. But his whole thing was, you really just can't play around a one-off and it's so annoying because one-offs tend to also be very powerful right because that's the reason why konami justifies putting them at one to begin with so like having a card at one of and be such a powerful impact card let's think of instant fusion right this yeah. card is it's at one and it's annoying as fuck when your opponent sees it am i right yeah. yeah. Same thing with call by the grave. People remove the toad and like you're playing a sprite and you have you happen to have the call by and then the toad gets removed. The game is basically over. Like it's so it's just such a huge hit. And it you can't again, you can't really like play around this one of unsearchable card. So every time it comes up, it just changes the, the state of the game so much. Like, oh, what happened to you last round? Well, he drew Insta Fusion. What happened to you last round? He had the fucking call by. Like I hear that so I walked around regionals and I would just hear that so often throughout the last year. And it's like, damn, that is just annoying. It's just annoying to have these one of so red reboot being a one of and like a very powerful one of too. Like a game ending one of is annoying. And now it's gone. Yeah. So I know that like like Joe, you're you're one of the people who really wishes that it was just it went the opposite way and it just went to three. I am yeah. a person that's like three or banned. So this yep. is like them banning that's it fair. is fine with me only in the sense that like I hate it being at one. And it being at three just makes like a lot of decks unplayable, which is funny because I hate those decks a lot of the times too, like the floodgate decks that just Yeah. Like you would not be Although able to play I will a, say like that. um after seeing the Spain list, one of the decks I've started testing more heavily is Labyrinth. It's it's a trap. I've started I, testing I trap decks that. I more. I saw yeah. Blackjack being used again. There's a very confused. Ooh, I'm, there's a Labyrinth combo no one knows about, and I won't say it, and okay. I'll leave it at that. Okay. I that's can fair. tell you after the podcast ends. Okay. I mean, I, that's that's absolutely fair. We you can just spend a video. Should, yeah, you'll. Yep. I will I will view that and I will say what I think about it and then we'll discuss it after. Uh, but yeah, so Red Reboot's gone. I guess we could just kind of speed run a little bit of this now. So Cyber Jar is Substitute. Um, I'm going to put my foot in my mouth and say that neither one of these cards is going to be relevant right now. Substitute reprints. Let's go. Oh, is did that, it get reprinted? Is that I, that's what like usually ends up happening, that's right? True. Is they'll, they'll like unban something and it'll be reprinted as like a common in the next OTS pack. You know what? You're right because Edison format sure. right now, one of the most expensive cards that's low rarity is substitute. It might be the yep. most expensive low yep. rarity card. How much is it? At like one point bucks? it was yeah, at one point it was oh. 30. Yeah. At one point it was 30 bucks for a rare, oh, which wow. is fucking absurd. But like even $15 for a rare that is over 10 years old, like it's cards over a decade old now. And yep. it literally commands a price that is not a dollar, which is just <laughs> Like annoying. Well, so, we know yeah. they know about Edison, right? They, because oh, the last ODS yeah. pack was like all Edison cards. Super Caius, Gores, yeah. Night Assailant. Like, yes, it, Lone Fire Blossom. It's blatant. Konami, they're easing their way into making Edison format legitimate. And while I am happy that they are acknowledging it in their own weird way, I wish that they would just put the fucking foot on the gas and just go full force that way i could take edison more serious because as of right now it is getting a little boring to me just playing locals every week and like one every three months i get to play or like every two months i play like an online rbet tournament shout out to e3 Yu-Gi-Oh. but like mm -hmm. 
those tournaments are fun, but I really wish that there was a competitive in real life big tournament that I that was backed by Konami. Like I want I want that to be a real thing. They've never really backed another format outside of just their standard format too much. Like they've always had little side events stuff like that, but we never really get like there was never such thing as a traditional YCS. Like a YCS where you just play traditional format. Traditional is considered a format, but there's never been support for it, right? And so it's just like Edison is the it's not as extreme as traditional because I don't think I don't think traditional would be fun, quite frankly. But no, Edison, Edison is a format that is very popular, I think, at this point, like especially now. And uh, I think that them unbanning substitute is exactly what you said, Joe. It's going to get reprinted in some kind of pack. It'll make it cheaper for the Edison players who want to play Frog Decks, which is a very popular deck in that format. I, again, put my foot in my mouth, but I don't think a substitute is going to be relevant without Ronin Tonin in modern Yu-Gi-Oh. I just don't know what it would like what would have to happen like what does it mean to send a bunch of frogs to your grave in 2022 but somebody might come out with something that just like ftks you and i you know maybe i'm an idiot uh i, I also think it's not a problem yeah how um, cool would it be if cyber jar was relevant that would be That'd crazy be so cool. like if, be so you know what would be, you know be really funny if plimp effect monsters in general were relevant like i keep yeah. telling people one of the funniest things about Yu-Gi-Oh is that after shadals in 2014 Flip effects have just never really oh, been yeah. a part of Yu-Gi-Oh. Like they're just this, not. You kind of forget that it's a mecha- like that's a big part yeah. of the game. Like from the, from the, the mechanics of Yu-Gi-Oh, they just get left behind unless yeah. they get unless they get changed in a way where they're no longer even. Like for example, fusions. Fusions yeah. as a mechanic is so terrible unless they print cards that just fundamentally change what fusions are. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> like fusions used to require polymerization they used to cost way too many resources to be real no matter what the effect was and no one would ever play them and then they said okay well fuck that why don't we just make fusions where the fusion spell sends the materials from deck <laughs> then those materials have effects that when they are sent to the graveyard they activate and they do things and not like bullshit things not like change a monsters to defense mode they do like pop a back row draw a card like yeah. let's do yeah. that and then years later let's print uh fusion destiny and the fucking branded fusion which are also just insane cards and that makes them relevant so if they make club effect relevant by power creeping the fuck out of flip effects where it's like when you set this monster you can flip it up by paying a thousand life points that's not really a flip effect monster at that point like you just made a normal summon monster with extra steps like the whole fact that it's a flip effect is just a, like nonsense or if like you know you can set this monster and then like you can flip it as like a trap card like in response to another card's effect or some crazy yeah shit. I can see that. Like, also that so the issue with stuff like bad. that has always been that when they do that things start to appear that you forget existed because as soon yeah, as you yeah. board flip on something, you get a new card pool that's never been touched before. For example, there's a card called Guard Dog that as soon as we're allowed to play Flip Effect Monsters effectively, we're going to start playing Guard Dog. And like those cards will just get banned in that time, I guess, whenever that happens. Just real quick. Uh, it is a Beast Level 3 Earth uh, Flip Effect Monster. And its Flip Effect is your opponent cannot special summon for the rest of the turn. Oh my god. <laughs> you just never you know. You never know what's gonna oh happen. Oh my god, why? Like, why did <laughs> you, you never know. What, what, These why cards you all exist. Say, yo, why did you just the whole time. a card that puts an effect on a game? So again, your is your max <laughs> Lingering. Sees. Yeah, your lingering bullshit, your scythe. Like, why is there a Flip Effect Monster that's just like out the ruin the game if Flip Effects ever became relevant? Like, Only for the opponent, dude. It's so funny oh cool it's a, yeah it's awesome uh, all right so spellbook of judgment came back and this has been a long time discussion amongst people about oh spellbook of judgment can ever come back it's like one of those powerful cards on the ban list and i've just always been like that 
is the furthest thing from the truth. Spellbook of Judgment is very powerful when it was 2013. And honestly, not even that long after 2013 would Spellbook of Judgment have been... Yeah, I like, can't believe how long it's been banned. Like, it just didn't need to be banned years. until 2022. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's been nine years. And honestly, the card is not going to break the game um, because you have to play Spellbook cards. And unfortunately, as powerful as Spellbook of Judgment is, because the card itself, like when you read it in a vacuum, it is a powerful effect. The problem is you are putting spellbook cards in your deck and like those cards are not that good. And so that's the real issue with spellbook of judgment. And it's, it's, it's also like, okay, are you really going to play jogging spiritualist in your deck? Are you really going to play like Kaiko to ghost destroy or whatever? And, uh, you know, people who like to play their fun decks, like their weird strategies. Sure. Like you can play your spellbook runic deck and Uh meme on people. But at the end of the day, it's not 2013. It's not going to be what it was where literally it was, this would have been tier zero if dragon Wars didn't exist. I kind of think outside of like pot of greed cards probably shouldn't be banned for more than five years. Like they should just well, let them come yeah. back and be like, all right, let's see what happens. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and they kind of like, were doing that for a while. Like cards should just come back. Let's see what happens. Yeah, if nothing sorry. happens. Cool. I, I think the, what I'll say about that is when cards do come back, I hate it because they change the effects often. Um, We've seen it with Crush Card Virus. We've seen it with Castle for Dragon. Those are probably the two biggest travesties to getting their effects changed and eroded. I hate it so much. I wish they would just completely make new cards like Neo, Chaos Emperor Dragon, and he just has yeah, the effect yeah, yeah. that the one has. I hate it so much that I'm scared of them bringing back a card like Painful Choice and just completely. Yeah, I hate they oh, would butcher it. Like they would, they would ruin like every card available. But I agree with you. Like cards being banned forever is it's kind of iconic in a way. Because it gives it gives the Yu-Gi-Oh that lore. It's like the power power nine in Magic. Like they will yeah, never yeah. be a part of Standard again. I think because they've always been banned. So there's this lore in Magic: The Gathering when you play that game, you hear about the power nine, like Black Lotus, right? But like Black Lotus has not been legal in Standard for literally probably longer than Joe Dietrich has been alive. So like that, <laughs> like, like seriously, it's probably, I think it's been banned yeah. in Standard longer than you have existed on this earth. Which is that's the that, thing, like. Like Pot of Greed probably can never come back, right? That's fucking that card's stupid. It's and so they make they make cards that are they pot, make of, pot greed of greed over worse. and over. Yep. Yeah, yeah. But Spellbook of Judgment didn't need to be banned for nine years. So like after yeah, five years, they could have just like brought it back, and then if it was like still broken somehow, they could have banned it again. Although but, I will say uh, that was one of the first decks I tested with Spellbook Runic, and I was looking for some stuff. You were right; the deck composition hurt me too much. Um, there were just too many bad spellbooks you had to run. Yeah, like you have to play a lot of. Uh, I did find what? some interesting stuff. Because I don't think it's good, I have a combo that I think is pretty cool um, that I'm just going to say. If you have a blue boy and any other monster, um, after after searching Judgment and activating Judgment, uh, you can make Elf with the blue boy, and the Elf will bring back the blue boy, and then you can make Selene. And since you just will have three spells and spellbooks, you can bring back the blue boy again. Um, and then once you have the Selene the blue boy, you can make a, there's a Link 1 Artemis that you can make with the blue boy. From there, you can make like almost any Link 4 in the game. You can get to uh, Avermax just with the Link 3 and the Link 1. The Avermax says it's the only monster that can be attacked. It's like 3,000. It has like the it is its own honest and it can't be targeted. Oh my so God, like, yeah, so, so, so you the, the blue boy alone plus any other monster is the judgment resolving for uh, Jaugen, and uh, you can't attack the Jaugen. Can't you not use the Alpha's Link material turn and summon? Oh my God. Is that true? Yeah. You're right. Thank you, Jaugen. Man, so you're right. Okay, good. This this one God didn't is. get out of the, like the solo room, so I'm glad this one's this yeah. One's you gone did then. you did preface it by saying like this combo isn't really anything that yeah. Crazy. It was like even a like a day zero. Yeah, like even if it was legal, yeah. 
you didn't think it was that good anyway. Dang it, yeah. You're willing to say uh, it out, right. out. Uh, yep. But thank God Joe just completely shat on it and told you to go fuck yourself. <laughs> yep, not uh, true. I really All appreciate right, that. So thank you, Joe. Well, uh, uh, shout out to Joe. Thank you for being here. Uh, a point of the Red Lotus is at one. That's probably really annoying because I remember that card yeah. was cited a lot at three. It's a very unfair yep. card. It basically just thought seizes your opponent for people who play Magic the Gathering. Thought seizes looks at your opponent's hand and just gets rid of a card. Um, this, because of Yu-Gi-Oh being so fast where you just die in one turn, you just take your opponent's best card out their hand and you kill them. Yep. Uh, Another card that I would, like, if I'm playing against a deck that I know sides a pointer, it's like I would put in reboot for this. Yes. Yeah. So Wait, this card one, is fucking dust shoot. It's yeah, better in better, a lot of better ways because they don't need yeah. to have a certain number of cards in hand. Yeah. That's crazy. It's yeah. weird yeah. that it was around for so long. It's weird that it didn't affect the game for so long. Yeah, yeah. and when um, it affected the game, it affected it too much. Oh, I remember this card. I just looked it up. I remember this card. Yeah, it's well, it's goofy because you have to reveal your own hand too, so it actually yeah, removes yeah, yeah. almost all public information from the game. There's theoretically, as soon as someone activates a pointer, you both can just say, "All right, well, we can declare a winner." Like yeah, we, I, I would. Sometimes you activate that. it, and you know you lost. Yeah, especially when you know you look at your hand, you're like, "Well, I only have one play," and then your opponent's like, "Draw phase a uh, pointer." Is this a draw phase card? Yeah. Is that what people did with it? Yeah, yeah to play around dark ruler. Yeah, because you don't even want to deal with like kaiju's lava golem, none of that shit. You're just like, I'm yeah. just gonna see it. Me, okay. Uh, I don't think there's much else to be said about it. It's at one. That's annoying. Um, I don't even know if people are going to side it, and if they do, again, just annoying when the one time I they have the, the appointer, like, oh, he had the one appointer. Like, I don't want to hear that, too. I'm already hearing the one call by the one instant yeah. mm-hmm. Uh Okay, Dynamite is at three. Probably not relevant at all. Nah, you yeah. need Diagram for the deck to be playable again. Is that going to one. It's oh, at one. It's at one. Yeah. one, yeah. And yeah. Terraforming is also at one, right? So it's not... Yep. Yeah. You could uh, ban Dynamite Knight and put... Uh, Diagram at three, and I think the deck would become a deck immediately. So but diagram not, is not really, this way. Yeah, yeah that makes I, sense. Like, that I, I know diagram is ridiculous as a card. It's still ridiculous mm-hmm. as a card. Uh, I remember last podcast we did this vanilla shit, and I tried to ask you if masterpiece could come back, and you were like, <laughs> "No, we still play with cards." And like it was a whole thing because he's unaffected <laughs> by cards. We still play with cards. He's like, we still play with cards. Like masterpiece still is a problem. So um yeah so diagram obviously is ridiculous and masterpiece and diagram together even in 2022 i guess would actually be able to do something which is like so funny to think about because that shit's old as hell but i guess we still play with cards so yeah. that's that uh it's those Cy- decks that just like don't interact with the game they're just like yeah here we are i'm unaffected by cards. like yeah, i do am- some other nonsense that's not Yu-Gi-Oh. it's like oh yeah. well can't do that yeah, and then he has a built-in, like, I'll pop anything. Quick effect. Uh, yeah. Okay, Cyber Angel Ben 10. Now, this one, I actually don't know how to feel about this personally because when I first started coming back to Yu-Gi-Oh! in any kind of way, because there was a period, there was a five-year period where I just didn't even go to locals or anything. Um, and then I started in 2021 coming back to just going to locals and hanging out, not playing Edison because it wasn't really a thing at my local at the time, but I was just watching and I saw that Drytron was one of the best decks last year. And... They only had one Ben 10 and the shit that they did with that one Ben 10, I was like, this card seems like a, a problem, right? Like it was just like, cause it's also super searchable. And then it just does so many things um, that are kind of just broken in Yu-Gi-Oh! For example, it's not once per turn and almost every card has been printed in the last like seven years has some kind of once per turn on it. Ben 10 just has no such restriction. Uh, uh-huh. So he's just like an anomaly. And at one, he enabled some of the most crazy end boards that I've ever seen in Yu-Gi-Oh! Like, honestly, dry, me coming back to Yu-Gi-Oh! and seeing Drytron is like one of my first experiences was, that was when I said, this game has gotten so far from what I used to play. And now he's at three, and I don't even know if it matters because, again, it's so highly searchable. Yeah. 
Is so? Is that the truth? Like, am I right on that? I think so. We already had uh, like three preps, so like mm-hmm. we could get it pretty easy. And like right now, like with the tier deck doing the Eradicator thing and Appaloosa and Dweller, like all those cards are really good against Drytron. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I so think the deck will still be good, but yes. I don't think it'll be crazy. But it kind of got power crept, right? Like Drytron is yeah. just naturally it's it's 2021's it's one of 2021's decks. It's now 2022. Konami needs to sell new cards, not old ones. So yeah. they just well, I naturally... think Drytron was always kind of like a product of its time too, because it like is so much of a glass cannon. And it kind of like required yeah. its format to be that format for it to be as good as it was. Mm-hmm. Perfect storm type of thing. Yeah. Also Ben 10, um, it was a two before this. Yep. I think two and three are kind of the same, I guess. Yeah. Um, one thing that probably didn't come up before that you didn't see when they when they had one is that Benton actually can search itself, which is its yeah. own yeah. thing. It's its own whole thing, but yes. it's not so, a big deal. I don't think it's a big deal. Yeah, and I, and the crazy thing is, at one, when it was at one, pretty much all of 2021, the combos that you did with just the one, I was like, that card seems like it's... I, I, I would joke to my friend Drew, who was the main person playing it at my local, and he would just destroy everybody, and I'll be like... It almost seems like it's worth running a DD Crow or something to banish that fucking thing because of how yeah. many times you used it in that one turn. Like he would start start off with like Zeta or Alpha, whatever that combo is. You guys know the combo, the yeah. modern magician shark, and he would start doing a combo. And I'm like, the amount of times that you used Benton in that turn just seems so problematic. That if it was at three, it's like sure, technically your deck would be more consistent. But I also think that you don't ever want to see more than one of it in your hand. Like your hands probably would be more bricky if you drew multiple Ben tens because you only needed one to do everything. Mm-hmm. Like whenever That's he would true. complain about losing, it would often be because I didn't draw enough Drytron cards. Like I needed to draw yeah. more names. I needed to draw Drytron monsters and not draw Ben Ten and Isha Ten and like all the other bullshit that you play to enable that engine. You don't yeah. really necessarily want to see a bunch of that. Like I don't want to see two mm-hmm. Isha Tens in my deck or my hand or Idaten or whatever his name is. Uh, I do think Benten's also another symptom getting unbanned because um, Ava was more of a problem. Ava was the actual problem, I think, yes. in the long run. Yeah, that, that card was that crazy. Is unreal. That card would make Drytron like pretty much irrelevant again if it was. It's yeah. such a broken ass card. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, that card is gone. Uh, shooting Riser Dragon being unlimited. This has no effect, right? Like this is. Why was it at one? I didn't know it was at one. It did Wait, nothing was... at one, and it did nothing. It will do nothing at. It's the same exact. Well, it's no never matter. been played at more than one in the first place. That's, it's very confusing. Also, um, it used to send snow, so freaking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, this is a rant. Um, it should have never been on the ban list unless it was going to be actually banned from the game. So be, being at three or being at one is all the same. Fusion Destiny, though. Uh, so Anaconda is yes, yeah. this is a Joe card. So shout out to Joe. Um, Anaconda is banned still. Fusion Destiny yep. is now at three. I hated it being at two. I just I don't really yep. like cards being at two. I think I just don't like cards being at anything that's not like basically triplicate <laughs> or banned. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm that kind of guy. Um, but yeah, it was at two. It's now at three. I don't know what this means, but Joe, can you give your expertise on this? Oh boy. Uh, so they put. Fusion Destiny and Nadir, which is the next card, uh, to two, uh, the list after I won. And that's what I was going to ask. I, I was going to wait till we got the Nadir, but you just brought it up. Nadir, yeah. Nadir got hit this year, right? It was right after you won. Yeah. I mean, you just yeah. said that. Uh, yeah. So I just think it's interesting that it got hit this year and it's so soon getting unhit. I, I mean, mean, yeah, the Invoked deck, like, now is terrible. Like, it's unfortunate, but. Uh, it's just like really outclassed <laughs> by like tier and a whole bunch of other Power things. Power creep. 
Yeah, yeah. Because why do I need um, fusion spells? I can just my monsters can just fuse now on their own without exactly, anything. exactly. You gotta it's keep so, power creeping the mechanics. I think Nadir will probably get some play. I think Fusion Destiny will definitely get some play. That's another card that interacts. Uh, DP interacts really interestingly with Mystic Mine, mm-hmm. um, since you're able to like get your own DP off the board every single turn and keep like going plus one uh, under yeah. Mine is really gross yeah i've seen that a lot this year and that shit is always heartbreaking to watch somebody's cards get grinded away like that yep it is disgusting so yeah so fusion destiny you think will be actually relevant because of dpe still being illegal despite anaconda yeah. being banned like fusion destiny at three is a real thing and i i mean nothing happened to celestial and uh Dasher, Dasher, right like they're still yep. legal like obviously they're still legal but like yes they are still legal it's still a draw too um yep. And now it's just more consistent. Like now you have a more consistent way to yeah. see that DPE set up. So I'm, I am low key kind of happy that DPE may be returning to the format in like a relevant way because I, I actually like that card. Like I just, Oh I yeah. Know, I Me too. It was one of my, it. I loved playing DPE so yeah, much. That card is very cool. You can really tell like who's really good at like fundamentals based on how well they use yeah. that card. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's why Agreed. I like this so much because I feel like it's something that, the good players use better than the, the, the regular players. Like it's just is blatantly a skill gap with that card. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. And the deer servant is a card with a lot of text. It does a lot of things. It's very powerful. Yeah. Uh, I totally get why they didn't want it to be a part of the game. And now they changed their mind. Um, this will have an effect on the game though. You think it, so like it gets better now that like the new set came out with like Garura. Um, Essentially, it makes Nadir like a draw, card. A draw one. Yeah, <laughs> treat again. Yeah, yeah. It's literally engage. Yeah, what? so many literally engages. There's so many literally engages. It draws right. Yeah, it draws a card. When they announced Garura as a TCG, when they announced that card as a TCG exclusive, I remember I immediately lost my mind. I popped into my Facebook Messenger chat with Steve Gleason and started just typing in all capital letters. Why would they do this to me? How so, could you make a card like Garura? So real quick, Nadir Servant was at what before this? Two. two yeah okay so they just make it more consistent and uh it's not searchable really like realistically no, no. but it being at three is a big deal because it's just percentages um mm-hmm. so that's cool i like the fact that it is a engage i think engage is a great card they've printed a lot of engages like you like you said chris a lot of pot agrees basically moye is fucking engaged i, I yeah, joked about true. it a lot yeah, when source yeah. first came out and i said when they make chichao i think is, is that his name when they make yep. him and they go like search then draw like or draw then search whatever one but like they're literally doing the effect of engage essentially and then now you have nadir serving with the guru thing and you can yeah. do the same thing like search and draw uh very very broken mechanic or not even mechanic very broken interaction in the game and it is just an interactive card like it doesn't flug at anybody it doesn't flat out like end the game on its own it's just like this is a means to an end to get like my combo pieces or like whatever i'm trying mm-hmm. to do and i like cards like that well it has a very like it's the better kind of pot of greed in that it's really a pick two more than it is a draw two. And the things you can pick from are so varied and like, they're so far out there. Some people like, well, you'll see people like send Shurag with it. I've seen people like, yeah. it gets so wacky what you're allowed to just do with part yeah. one. And then even what you're allowed to do with part two, because now there's a freaking um, there's a Libromancer, there are ritual decks. There's like the, the other half with the um, dogmatica stuff, you can get to ritual monsters and then that supports other weird archetypes. And so like, it, I mean, none of it's, broken it's all just like it's nice to be able to do it i yeah. guess so, and yeah, yeah I, I like it yeah, i like this eventually yep. mm-hmm. 
Yeah, no, that's definitely good for the game. Um, anything else to say about Nadir Seven, or should we move on to Trickstar Light Stage? Yeah, Light Stage. Okay, Light stage so awesome. Light Stage used to be fucking crack. I, I love Light Stage. It is still I was is. spectating Yu Gi Oh a lot. I remember Light Stage being like honestly. The card just reads broken. It's it's one of those blatantly broken cards. You you mm. play it and it immediately replaces itself, right? So it searches on on activation, um, and then it like freezes a back row for the whole turn, yeah. and then on the end phase it like destroys that back row. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. And then so it does cool. does it do one more thing? I feel like it does one more thing. Uh, it increases damage. Burn damage. Yeah. 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 So for Trickstar decks, it actually is pretty relevant. But like, yeah, this cards it used to be really crazy, and I remember there was a point where I think like Jeff Jones and a couple of people were playing Sky Striker, Trickstar, Trickstar. some yep. shit like that, and that deck was actually pretty nice. Uh, I don't really know how relevant it's going to be in 2022. Um, I think it's auto relevant. Uh, it summons a level two. The free card that you get can be a level two. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, cool. Lily Bell, and when Lily Bell's added, it just special summons itself. So. Yeah. Oh well, that's super relevant, actually. Yeah, and yeah. you can run Candina too. What's it's interesting because this card, like, it is almost instant fusion. The number of different <laughs> versions of instant fusion we've gotten in in a small amount of time is yeah. is very weird. Because this is a two or a five or a four or a three, I think. Yeah, two, three, four, five. Yeah. You can access, and yeah. then like, um, oh, my camera died. I think my phone ran out. We're, we're, yeah. we're approaching it. We're literally at, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. at the end of this anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, like, Runic also is two, three, four, five. We don't have the five yet. I think we get the five next set, but like, two different engines we got right at the same time that are both two, three, four, five with utility attached. So it's, it's very weird. Um, and then Instant Fusion is still a one. I mean, it deserves it because of Kikilos, but like, yeah, it's it's cool. Okay, like, so, like, so like Light Stage trade. is actually playable. It's not a meme. It's uh, it's the mm-hmm. real deal. And then that that second effect where you just like freeze a back row and then pop it on your face is pretty nice too. Yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah. So basically, what I, it sounds like the Trickstar package is like a little engine, right? Like you can just play yeah. that as an engine, and that's kind of what's been happening to Trickstar at the end of Trickstar's life as a real deck by itself. Like that was what was happening. It was being basically used as an engine for other decks that were better. Mm-hmm. and then they were like we don't like you splashing this because that's what they tend to do after a while anyway right like when Shadals got splashed too much they just were like well, okay we'll just destroy Shadals right like we'll just ban fusions <laughs> we will literally ban Construct because that we're was tied. so weird but that's what they do though after people splash an engine too much or like even like Danger you remember what happened to Danger like Danger was being splashed oh, yeah. too much and they were like okay we're getting rid of like you will not be playing this anymore now look at where we are again um, I wish those had stayed in Danger. I don't like. Danger I, I've always hated. Is overpowered. I think. I don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't think Danger can ever not be OP too. Like I think that it's always yeah. going to be good as long as you could play three of all of them. Basically, like mm-hmm. you read the cards and in any card game, right? Like in any card game, the Danger cards will be good. You can translate mm-hmm. to any card game that has ever been played. The Danger cards will be not only just like relevant; they will just be good cards. They're just yeah. good cards. They're just, they're unfixable. They're an unfixable problem. Yeah, it's it's the way I reacted to do. like reading the Sky Striker cards for the first time. It's just like, these are unfixable. Yeah, you can't Sky fix Striker this. has been around for five years, right? So like, you are correct. Yeah. It is actually, I can't even deny it. Like Sky Striker is just a deck of like, these cards will just be good. Always. Yeah. Like if engaged with the three right now, like if, if, if Sky Striker had three of all of its cards right now, it would be annoying. Like it would be a real deck. You'd have to deal with yeah. it. Like it would not be like some bullshit. Like oh, I'm playing a Sky Striker. I got the buy. Like you did not get the buy. Like <laughs> you, the, at best, like you, you know, you go first, you get to eradicate them. But like, if you do not get to do that, you are in fucking trouble. If that deck is at full power. And that's like the danger just shows me danger reminds me of malicious. You mm, know how malicious yeah. like at two, it's, it's pretty terrible, but then at three, it's too much. 
Like mm-hmm. every time Malicious has ever gone to three, it has been entirely the last time was Goki, I think, and it was entirely too much. Like it was mm-hmm. it was so much for the game. And it's just funny seeing a lot more cards be created like that where they're just going to be good forever and eventually you're going to have to do something about them because they're yeah. they're just like blatantly good. Cash Trickers were the first one I ever said that, where, like, as soon as I was reading them, I said, like, there's no amount of banning that will solve the problem. They're going to ban Engage, and then we're going to keep playing Widow Anchor. They're going to, like, ban Widow Anchor. We're going to keep playing Eagle Booster. People still play Eagle Booster in just some nonsense. You'll just see it sometimes. They'll be like, why'd he summon that Xyz monster in the extra monster, though? There's no reason for that. And they're like, Eagle Booster. It's like, what? What is wrong with you? Is Eagle Booster like an Exosist or Michaelis? Leave me alone. <laughs> So I have a question. There's no better version of it either. There's no other generic option. Eagle Booster is the generic option. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like um, the other examples of this are obviously like Fairy Tale Snow, right? Like it's just a generic good. Like it will always be too much when it's relevant, right? Like when it when mm-hmm. it is play, it will just be too much when it's playable. It will either be like unplayable because decks aren't getting seven cards in a grave, or it will just be decks are getting twenty cards in a grave, and you can use it up to three times in one turn. That's like way too much happening with one card uh and you know the same as can be said about those what wall really like i'm not even going to say anything about it it's irrelevant um what i will i was going to ask is is there an ftk that we don't know about i feel like that card is always an ftk yeah Yeah. i can't imagine yeah wall really like is it just they just got it off the ban list because i know that the the goal the rumor was that konami wants to get every card off the ban list or like pretty much they want to slim down the ban list uh mm-hmm. and i could see it because a lot of cards just don't need to be banned still like there's so many cards still on it right now that will have no effect but well if, it feels like um i think last time you had me and steve on here and steve said something about like it feels like someone got a hold of the ban list that really like cares about Yu Gi Oh at all yeah um it feels like something someone changed <laughs> something changed over there because so these, these like last two is... ban lists both in a row all right you feel like this is a good one too then uh like good whether or not the game will become better is questionable, but in terms of like doing things that we all, I think, feel like they should have been doing for a while, it, it's been like, oh yeah, there it is, like the symptoms thing, just like both, yeah, both like bandlets have gone, a little gone chaos ruler gone, yeah, uh, Roman Tone and Snow obviously are just not once per turn, very broken enabler cards. Yeah. Um, so like they make sense. Rev reboot to me is just a no- like I'd rather be I'd rather be banned than to be at one. Uh, yeah. So I totally get like that. Type we get of thing. if they ban called by, I'll be like freaking dance in the streets. Yeah. So overall, do you guys hate this list or do you like this list? Joe, you first. Uh, I don't hate it. I don't think it's like awful. Um, no. I think they hit some like important cards, but I think missing mine is just. It's depressing for me, like we playing events every weekend, and I'm just like, oh man. Yeah, that's not fun. I know you're like you go to a lot of regionals and stuff too, which is mm, yeah. So you play a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh at that point. Um, what about Scythe? We didn't really talk about Scythe at all, but Scythe is still legal. Yeah. So like with Hauk being banned, it makes the Scythe Bagda combo like impossible, obviously. But there's like mm-hmm. still ways you can access it, and like obviously Sanctum is still a card too. Yeah. yeah. Uh. But, like, for good measure, Scythe should just probably be banned just for good measure, right? Because, like... Yeah, I agree. It is just a lingering effect on the game. Yeah. Not, like, even if it's the combo is, like, harder to do and it's not really reliable to, like, Scythe somebody now, it's still, like, that is an a non-interactive 
thing when it happens like that is just not like no one is interacting with you You just played scythe on me i couldn't play the game and you killed me next turn um and i think like in general those cards should probably be like dimensional barrier is still a pretty ignorant card uh i'm surprised because that card came out like 2016 2017 and Mm -hmm. it was obviously in the zoom mirror it was crazy and i didn't know if it would become relevant again because Yu-Gi-Oh had just gotten to a point where you were doing so many different things in one turn but then they made the best decks do like one thing and like you know you de-barriered the Despia deck right like that was just like GG like you can't play <laughs> like congrats your deck is a fusion deck and I call fusion haha I got you like <laughs> those cards those cards are just so toxic Yo, I love saying haha I got you yeah I hope you don't actually ever but like those cards are just really not fun to get called by um mm-hmm. and that was like at, at the end of me playing I got debarred out of a tournament and just like <laughs> this is not it uh but yeah. yeah that's Chris how do you feel about this list because you seem to like it overall I would say yeah so it, I mean ba- like kind of based on what we've been talking about and like yeah, I, I do like it. Um, I think it's more housekeeping than a ban list, which might be why some people don't like it. Um, but it's a lot of housekeeping that I think if it didn't get done, I would have been way more sad. It's nice to see the game move in a direction I like. Yeah. Um, as as like personal, I don't know. It's just a personal personal liking of it. Um, besides that, as for why I also don't think cards like Scythe need to be banned, um, I say this. I feel like I might have even said this on the podcast already, and just like the three times I've been on, but like one of the first games in the anime that's like a, one of the most memorable games is like the yugi versus kaiba one where like all those episodes like all all that time of dueling and all that plot development was completely invalidated by it because yugi just happened to draw exodia i think like the branding of Yu-Gi-Oh has always been very clear about what it's what makes the game different than other games and it's it's that it's the thing that <laughs> we're complaining about it's always yeah, been that i think there's literally... always been Yu-Gi-Oh. And I've never expected anything else. <laughs> well, I'm and sorry, I, that's you, I yo. love it for that. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, like, I just fucking sorry. won. That's what I like. Yep. Yeah. Oh, you 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 remember all those expensive cards you played, Kaiba? Because that's literally the plot of that episode. Yeah, Kaiba right. plays that's all these expensive one. cards and does these like extremely skillful decisions. He's like, I've been playing Yu-Gi-Oh my whole life. This is all I know. Look at me go. And he's like, my grandpa gave me Exodia. Look what I drew for turn. It's like, yeah, there it is. That's the game you signed up for. That so I, I've always true. been like, that's what it's always been, and they yeah, and it's kept, been like that the whole time. They kind of they they kind of kept true to that. That's interesting yeah. when you think about it. Like I never really. That's a full circle moment. Episode one of the anime is Yugi beating Kaiba with some bullshit. Like it is straight. <laughs> like Kaiba has does he have three blue eyes on the field? And like yeah, he makes for, a blue eyes ultimate. He's like attacking four game episode one with three blue eyes, which is basically <laughs> I don't think so. Which is basically like you guys making your crazy boards turn one, doing all this nonsense, and then your opponent is just like, uh, mine? <laughs> like I win? Like it's just really <laughs> stupid. And yeah. everyone just like rages. Like Kyber just raged. And he hated. It. He became obsessed. <laughs> he became obsessed with Yugi after that. It was like, I'm Yo, gonna kill so this true. kid. I'm gonna create a tournament that's a billion dollars. I'm even gonna make sure that his best friend gets involved. And like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they just summon god cards on each other. Like yeah. it's just some BS. It's always some BS. It's every always time. been BS. Uh, yeah, that's true. So that's funny. I love it. I'm really glad that you guys came on for this episode. Um, this was really fun. I think that this was yeah. a really healthy discussion. And I think that this band list, while it did do a lot of things that like needed to be done, there's always more that they should be and could be doing to make the game more healthy. Uh-huh. Uh, and I wish that, you know, that it would get to that point. 
Uh, I always try to tell myself, well, it's a business. They got to sell cards, but like, you don't need to sell. You're not selling D bears and Sifes and mystic minds. You're just, like <laughs> right. you're not. So no matter how much of a business it is, like people, you can't use that excuse for everything. Like some of this shit yeah. is just bad. And I think yeah. that they like people complaining because people are talking at the very least. Like it's like the sure. all press is all, even bad press is good press because it's just like, you're talking about the game still. I do always wonder, like, and this isn't just for Yu-Gi-Oh, it's for, like, every game that makes these kind of decisions and patches and updates. I always wonder, like, what are the discussions at the roundtable? Like, I would mm-hmm. love to know, like, what are they saying? Like, why do they think Mystic Mind should be legal or should be, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I would love to know what, like, their internal discussion is as to what the state of the game is and where they think it's going and why they think a card should stay legal or be banned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if your entire community is complaining about something... And it is like 90% of the community complaining about it. You only got the 10% of people slobbering and saying like, it's fine. Um, Mm. But like, it is, it is just not good. And it's not to say that like, okay, so mine being a problem or whatever, that's one thing. It's not to say that there aren't other problems outside of mine, right? Like we, we all agree that the game switching to set up six negates turn one is still, that's not good either. Like that's also not fucking fun. At least to Mm. me, like that is part of the reason why I do not play competitive Yu-Gi-Oh is because last year when I was attempting to learn the game again and i saw dry trying to do its turn one i was like that's not what like you summoned <laughs> beatrice and just like also summoned all these other things and you have a full hand because of eva then you did eva again on his draw phase and you have all these cards you have a herald so you can't play any card he can't play cards and you want me to come back to this because as you sat there and did that turn one and you're like oh i do this 80 percent of the games like my deck uh-huh. is consistent you want me to sit there and be like okay that's perfectly fine like let me play my tri brigade deck and like try to cheese you back i just it's not it's not that's not healthy either and there needs yeah. to be some kind of medium where like there's interaction happening and like uh, skill and it will always be skill in Yu-Gi-Oh! like people you know the good players are still topping the good players are still winning they're still doing well um but like it's it still doesn't make it okay when the games are so non-interactive right like that's just always going to be a thing i think before we get out of here because i know joe you have to you have to go to something yeah. um one of the things I'll say as we leave this episode about this ban list and stuff is like, I don't like how when this ban list came out, I'm pretty sure at the top of the page, it says the next ban list will come out no later than a couple months from now. Like yep. they're, they're not yeah, no even, communication with the player base. Love that. It's uh-huh. the, I think that that is just like, and this has been something I see a lot of people complaining about as well recently. And I think that is not like the, the posts are like copy pasted from twitter there's like a lot of copy pasta stuff on zodiac duelist and like people just saying like oh these are a list of things that konami needs to do that the player base deserves but i don't think that that shit is being i don't think it's i don't think it's funny i don't think that it's a joke i think that it's it's serious like yeah there's no reason why you guys are in the dark about when the game is going to drastically change like Uh now that they don't even include a date so before it would say no sooner than and it would say like december 21st Right. And so everybody will be like, okay, well, at least we know that from October 3rd to December 21st, there will be no balance. Like at the very least, like, you know, the game is going to stay the same. Now they're just like, no sooner than uh, who cares? <laughs> like That shit is so like, I just do not understand yeah. why they're going in the opposite direction of just being more open and community, uh, like communicating with the comp, like the, uh, the player base. It's just, I don't know. It just seems really frustrating. If I was a current Yu-Gi-Oh player, yeah. I'd just be very frustrated with that type of thing, like not knowing when my cards are going to get possibly banned or hurt. Um, yeah, it's just not. It's just not. I good. agree. 
I agree. I don't know. Konami's always had like issues as a company with doing stuff like that. That is just like obviously wrong. It's like what? Why'd you what? The yeah, Kojima I got, thing. I don't and, know how it well, can help them. Like I don't know how. Yeah. I don't know how some of the decisions that they make could be a good thing. Like I'm just trying to understand if I was running a business, how could this benefit me? That my yeah. player base is actively hating me because of these decisions that I'm making that don't even, they don't even benefit me. Like they're not even going to my yeah. bottom line in a positive way. Like that, you being ambiguous about when the next ban list is coming out does not help you financially at all. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't. So I don't know. That type of stuff is really frustrating, but uh, I just wanted to vent that out as as like a representative of the people who have been talking about it a lot lately because I see a lot of people saying like, this is bullshit. The fact that I have no idea when the next list is coming and I agree with them. So I just wanted to voice that. Uh, all right, before we get out of here, I got to do one last thing. And as you guys know, I always give a shout out to the people at our Patreon. Um, there are 40 of you right now. Thank you guys so much for supporting the I Am There podcast. I really appreciate it. So I'll start with, we got Connie, Austin, Leon, Quest, Garrett, Xavier, Hylian, TCG Automotive, Dimitri Barnes, Alexander Brissett, Vinny Casella, Alex Flamer, Ari Reynolds, CJ, Dubk, Diet One, Dan Varable, Dennis Milburn, Joseph Marcello, First to Home, Dalis Fernares, S. Akuma, Mitchell, Nalis, Midwest Gaming, William Shapiro, Dimitri Safiridis, Vince Marquette, Dallas Bailey, Biz, Roz Weiss, Nick Stango, Scott Polera, Hanso, our two-time national champion, Vincent Zen, Sarah Maria, Sonny at the Top Cut Podcast, Alex Ahern, Philip Campa, Jalen Haskins, Arale, Melfi, Slump. I always have to slow down on that one. Uh, and last but not least, Dominic Couch. Don't sleep on the fucking couch. So Let's thank go. you so much, Joe, for coming on. Thank you, Chris, for coming on. Uh, I actually really enjoyed this, and I am looking forward to doing more of these in the future as bandlists come out, because despite the fact that I am not a current Yu-Gi-Oh player, as you guys can clearly tell, I do keep up with the game enough to know like what is going on to a degree. And right. I just think it's interesting to just have these discussions anyway. Um, you know, it's, it's fun. It's fun. And I think that these things need to be talked about, which is why this podcast was created to do stuff like this. So uh, you guys have a good night. And as I always say, do the things that make you happy. Uh, yeah, that's all I got. Peace out. Thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs>